Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score. This hour of which is brought to you by Sharp Vision Modern LASIK. 52 weeks a year, it's baseball talk from 9 to 11 with him, Bruce Levine. And we move from uh, Jorge Orda to uh, a more, more important and uh, contemporary name as we are pleased to bring in Danny Holson from the Chicago Cubs. One of the best stories in baseball in a long time. If you don't like this story, there is something emotionally missing for you. Danny, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us in Inside the Clubhouse. And uh, your first experience at home, first of all, at Wrigley Field, uh, just checking out the, the digs, pretty impressive, isn't it? Oh, extremely impressive. Yeah, you'd figure that the uh, you know this being an older stadium that the amenities would be older too. But no, this place is incredible. It's it's much much bigger than I thought. It's uh, it's it's a dream come true to be able to be here. Yeah, you're you're here at a good moment in terms of that stuff. They've really revamped the clubhouse and everything like that over the course of the Theo Epstein regime. Uh, your last eight years, what are some of the conditions that that you're thinking about that were that were rough some clubhouses some bus rides or everything in between probably oh unfortunately it's been too many training rooms it's been too many two pound weights and rubber band exercises and mobility exercises the when i think of the past eight years unfortunately i I would have loved for it to be those memories to be actually going out there and pitching but um it's unfortunately been a lot of training rooms a lot of doctor's offices a lot of uh, waiting rooms, that type of thing. So I'm glad to be in in the clubhouse and not not in the training room as much anymore. Danny, what kept you going? I mean, two significant shoulder uh, operations. Normally, the rule of thumb is after one, it's like you, the guy goes back and gets his degree, like you did. But you managed to do both. You you looked toward the future by going back and finishing college, and then you continued your, your career. Where did that desire come from to try to continue to do this? So I just, I don't want to live in regret. I don't want to look back in 20 years and say like, wow, what if I, what if I kept going? What if I had tried? What if I had done a little bit more? I I was always, I was always confident that I'd be able to, to get here or else honestly I wouldn't have even tried. I was always believed in myself, but you know, the reality of it actually happening was seriously up in the air, but I always I always wanted to give myself every possible chance that I could make it. And the so in 20 years, I could, you know, even if, if it hadn't happened, I could say that I did everything in my power to in, that I could possibly do to get here. And, um, you know, I'm very, very lucky and very, very happy to say that, I, that I've made it. And I won't I, I have zero regrets about it. Everything. You were the dude in 2011. You were the number two pick in the draft. Uh, you were picked uh, in front of a lot of other great players that have gone on to great careers over the last nine years. Did you carry yourself like a Verlander 
or one of those great pitchers that were drafted back in the day? Was there a different characteristic about you? Uh, was there a different persona about you before you had to go through these tough life situations to continue your career? Yeah. Um, you know, looking back on that, I'm, you know, I'm frankly a little embarrassed about how I handled it because I put way too much pressure on myself. I put way too much emphasis on what other people thought, you know, being drafted that high, I really wanted to ever felt like I had to, you know, be the shining star of everything I did. I felt like I had to impress people. I felt like I had to be the best of the best all the time. I felt like, you know, on the mound, I felt like I had to strike people out. I felt like I had to, you know, throw a hundred miles an hour and dominate every time I went out there. And looking back on that, I really, really cared too much about what other people thought. And that led to some problems, honestly, is that I, I cared about what other people thought, so I did too much all the time. I stressed out all the time, think, caring about what other, you know, people thought of, you know, my performance that day or my work ethic or whatever it may be. And um, I, so I, I really wish I didn't handle it that way because I was, I was just, I didn't want to be the the high draft pick that didn't work out. I didn't want to be the bust. I didn't want to be the guy that uh, people thought was shouldn't have been picked there. I felt like I had to prove myself every time I went out there by either, you know, striking people out or having a zero ERA. And, um, that attitude led, led me down a, a bad, bad path. So that was kind of the attitude I, I had towards it. And I, I was, I was embarrassed about how I, um, handled it and I didn't want to talk to people about it. I kind of, I isolated myself and threw through some arm issues that I really should have spoke up about because I didn't want to be the guy that got hurt. And that was, that was another bad aspect of that mentality. So if I could do it all over again, I'd definitely, definitely do things differently. Well, you, you can't do it all over again, all over again, but what you did is you just kept going and, and to be able to be 29 and say that you don't have any regrets about what you've done as you have learned those lessons and kept going is a pretty remarkable place to be, Danny. It's a, it, it's really cool to hear you talk about it. it Along that way, when you were trying to build your arm back and build your strength back and your confidence back, were there a couple of moments? Were there moments where you thought, I can't do it? And were there people, specific people, that helped get in your ear or get in your head and say, oh, yes, you can? Yeah, so I, I've told the story before, but it was actually, actually kind of eye-opening. The so after the after my second surgery, I went back to school and finished up classes. And um, our coaches and trainers at UVA were unbelievably generous with their time and efforts and helped me get back to where I was. And um, the I remember there was it was my last we we had planned out um, a day of throwing that was going to be like a, a bigger day of you know long toss and then like a bullpen type of thing and uh, I was throwing with our trainer who is a who's a good athlete but he's not a he's not a baseball player by any means and um we were we were long tossing and he he was flicking the ball to me and I was putting everything I had behind it and uh it felt great my arm felt great but it just it wasn't coming out very good and he was he was flicking it when I was putting everything behind it and he was catching, you know, my max effort throws with, with somewhat of ease. And the, that was kind of a moment where I was like, geez, I've, you know, I feel great. You know, I, I know I've done everything I possibly can to be healthy, but you know, this, this, this might not be in the cards of, you know, this is no offense to our trainer. And I, I love the guy to death and he'll admit it that <laughs> if he's catch if he's, if he's catching this with that, that much ease, then, you know, I may not be able to go get people out right now. So, um, 
the that moments like that where you kind of uh, you you lose a little bit of your confidence, you lose a little bit of your swagger of be, of the mentality that to go out there and you know let it rip or I can I can do this, I can get people out, I can pitch professionally, whatever it may be. Those those have been there have been dozens of those throughout the whole process, but I remember that one specifically of. Um, having, you know, really proud of myself that, you know, I was, you know, I, my arm was feeling good and I was happy with where I was at and I was you know doing everything I could control to get myself healthy. But, um, throwing that kind of session, it was like, geez, this may not, this may not be in the cards for me, but you know, I, the conversations, obviously, certainly with my mom, my dad, my family, and, um, you know, really close friends just over, over these past few, uh, several years, um, that I could write a novel about all of that. And I've, I've, that's one of those things that I've reflected on about how lucky I am to have such a supportive cast of people around me that certainly I would not be here without them. Danny Holson of the Chicago Cubs joining us for just a couple more minutes on Inside the Clubhouse. Danny, uh, what is the bullpen fun and mentality like out there with so many uh guys that have been through the wars for a million years, a million baseball years for sure, when you have guys like Ciszek and Pedro Strope and now you got Kimbrell out there. I mean, it's a it's a list of guys that have been there and done it for the last 10, 12 years. Oh, it's been it's been so much fun. I'm still riding on cloud nine here. It's, uh, I'm just trying to soak in every moment of it because, um, you know, I'm, I know that this, you know, this, this wasn't a guarantee. This was no. Uh, this was not an easy path to get here. And that's some of the best advice I've gotten from those guys. Is I mean, everyone's been in those shoes of being up for the first time and you know battling through whatever they had to battle through to get there, and um, really just sitting down and not um, not forgetting about how you got there. And that's been really really helpful. Is, is going out there, soaking it in, like literally just looking around stadiums and looking around Wrigley Field and just kind of embracing that, you know, all the work that you did to, to get here. Um, you know, you should be proud of yourself. You should enjoy it. But also at the same time, you're, you're here to do a job. You're here to get people out. And that has been really helpful is to just sit down and just, or just take a moment and be like, this is, this is it. This is what you've worked for. Just go out there and enjoy it. If anybody didn't see Danny Holtzen's first appearance in the bigs, uh, he came in and, and hit Christian Yelich, and then yep. you gave up a single to Ben Gamble, but then you struck out the next three guys. That must have been awesome. 94-mile-an-hour fastball in the inside corner to get Corey Spangenberg swinging. Um, I know that you've been on the injured list a couple times this year uh, with the minors, but now here you are. What's the reality of what you think you can do at this point or next year in terms of how many times a week you can pitch and, and sort of the progress? Diagnosis in that regard. Um, the I just say I haven't really thought a whole lot about next year. Just the I know that you know with my arm history and with the with the, the few innings that I've pitched over the past few years, I know I'll be you know somewhat limited in some some way, shape, or form. I don't know what that may be, but um, I just know that I'll be ready when my name's called, and I'm, I'll I'll be however many times or how often per week that is. We'll figure that out later, but. Um, I just know that whenever my name is called, I will be ready and I will be pumped up to be out there. Danny, thanks for joining us, and uh, it was—it's uh, a great pleasure as a baseball fan, and you know, most baseball people and fans are romantics when it comes to the game. And your story is one of the best ones that I know, and 
all I can do is wish you the very best and hope it's a, a long and healthy career the rest of the way. Thanks for joining us on Inside the Clubhouse today. Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right, take care. Danny Haltson of the Chicago Cubs. And, uh, you know, if, if you, don't, you, don't, you don't love great stories and baseball, I think they go together with all the fantasy movies that we, we see and all the, the great things about the game and the, you know, the emotional attachment of families and, you know, you know, decades of families being involved in the game to see a guy like this is just, I mean, there's, there's no way to be sarcastic about this guy's situation and where he's come from. Well, and you listen to how healthy he sounds about it and how hard he battled to try and get here. And you realize that sometimes when you're handed some troubles like this in your life, it actually ends up being a blessing because especially if it's early enough and you're still strong and, and you're, you're confident, you get through it, and then you approach the rest of your life with a newfound gratitude. You heard it right there in his yeah, voice. Matt, I mean, he's so realistic about it. He's not saying, well, you know, I'm going to pitch 10 more years. He's saying, well, I don't know how long this thing is going to go on. You know, I'm not looking at the future. Some guys uh, some guys come up for a September call-up, and that's it. I know, but, I mean, you, you get the feeling, and you hope it's a lot more than that, that he feels like he's completed his journey. And that if it does not go any further than he, this. If this is as good, what if this then, is as good as it gets? <laughs> then he got here. Then, you, then you, you move on. But, again, you know, I might be reading too much into it, but... Uh, you know, the guy is at pretty much at peace and the emotional moments where he's cried. Um, he cried right after uh, getting the side out, striking those guys out. He cried when he got the call up uh, and admittedly so when the when the triple A manager of the Cubs told him that he was being called up. Those are beautiful things, you yeah. know, and and it's it's not weakness anymore in in uh, in sports to show emotion. 670, the score is where you are. It's inside the clubhouse. He's Bruce Levine. I'm Matt Spiegel. I want to talk about the greatest leadoff hitter in the history of the game, self-proclaimed. Um, uh, ben Zobris? Uh, no, he's hitting sixth today in the lineup. Ricky Henderson is with the Cubs? Uh, no. Bruce, I, I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and should I just give it to you right now. Right now, Anthony Rizzo threw 50 games at the leadoff spot, has an OPS over one, okay? Mm-hmm. And he has, uh, among all leadoff hitters in the history of MLB, with a minimum of 200 plate appearances in the leadoff spot. Uh-huh. You ready? The history of the game. Uh-huh. Slugging percentage. Rizzo's number one. Uh-huh. OPS. Rizzo is number one. Good stuff. Uh, on base percentage, he's 12th. Mm-hmm. 12th among all leadoff hitters in the history of the game with a minimum of 200 plate appearances. I know these are his career. Runs scored? I know these are his career numbers. I'll look that up. Right. These are his career numbers. Um, but this year, no leadoff hitter has an OPS over one. Not George Springer, not Mookie Betts, not Charlie yeah, but Blackman. How many bats does he have as number one this year? Uh, well, I'm going over the, oh, his overall oh, career. Oh, talking- 220 plate appearances. This year with minimum 200 plate appearances for anybody at the leadoff spot, nobody's got an OPS over one. Mm-hmm. None of these guys. So he's been, has he been there all along is my question. Has, it just, has the solution to this problem been sitting there right in front of us all along? No. He's not going to be the leadoff man. I mean, I, the rest I don't, of this year he is. I don't. I don't. You're right about that, and I. I don't think he's the future leadoff man for this team. But uh, it does show you the um, component of the fact that we don't have a lot of speed players in the game anymore. Any ping hitters uh, that are coming up, you know, guys 
like the Lou Brocks and the Maury Wills and the Ricky Hendersons. You don't have, you know, Henderson was unique in that he combined power and speed and on base percentage, everything you want in, you know, one of the greatest players in history. But uh, you don't have the prototypical leadoff guy around anymore. So when, when it comes to a leadoff man like George Springer that you bring up, he, he wasn't a leadoff man seven years ago in the game. No one would even thought about it. But now that you don't have those type of players available to you, you have to look at an OPS guy. You have to look at a power guy. You have to say that uh, the amount of bats that you get in the top three spots might be one more or two more depending on the game. Right. And therefore, it goes along with the equation of you want your best hitters to get the most at bats. Right. Simple. Yeah, and uh, as we mentioned, Zobrist hitting sixth today. Here's your lineup. Rizzo, Castellanos, Bryant, Schwarber is your cleanup hitter. Mm -hmm. Wilson Contreras, the five hitter, then Zobrist, then Hayward. Nico Horner back down to eighth in the lineup ahead of Kyle Hendricks as they go against James Marvel of the Pirates, who's if his nickname isn't the captain, then I don't know what the hell we're doing around here. Or the comic. Yeah. Uh, You know, again... Those first four names stood out to me because... Because they're good? No, because other than Brian, they they can't run. Rizzo, Castellanos, you can move a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, Schwarber. So it shows you a, a, you know the vital change in the game that's occurred, you know, where um, Epstein is now talking about trying to find that prototypical type leadoff man in the uh-huh. future, when in reality, they might not exist. There's hard, hardly any of them out there. Um, it's going to take a reconfiguring of ideas by major league teams, scouting directors, uh, development people to uh, go out there and uh, think again about whether or not you want the speed player back in this game, uh, somebody that's not an OPS type guy. Well, you do want contact and on-base percentage in that leadoff spot. Is Nico Horner a candidate moving forward? Maybe not right away. You know, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't think. I, first of all, I don't think Nico Horner will be on the twenty-five man roster opening day, two thousand and twenty. You don't think so? No. Huh? Mm-mm. Does no. That mean, is Addison Russell here next no, year? No, I, I just don't think it's part of the equation because of only eighty-nine games uh, played and three hundred and fifty at bats in the minor leagues. I don't know if you play a lot down the stretch and maybe play in a little postseason instead of the Arizona Fall League and prove yourself pretty well. I think you've you've shown the world you're it's ready. It's really to go. not proper player development, and they've been burned by not getting the proper player development on a lot of their players up till now. Who had to go back to the major league minor leagues? Kyle Schwarber, mm-hmm. right? Ian Happ, right? Why did they have to go back? Because they really were not the finished offensive products that they needed to be to come up here and, and, and to stay. We haven't seen the other teams adjust to Nico Horner yet. They don't know the red and blue areas mm-hmm. on his hitting chart. So although he certainly shows like a, a, a guy that might be very good down the line and that this was a good pick, player development's going to have to come first for him. 670, the score is where you are. Bruce is making me want to keep being surly. It's inside the clubhouse. Lots of conversation with you and texts and calls. And uh, you had a free agent list to go over as well. Looking forward to doing that right here on 670, the score.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to 670 The Score. It is inside the clubhouse. Interesting maneuvering this week in the Cubs front office. Bruce Levine wondered what your thought was. Um... I've certainly got mine, but wondering what your thoughts were on uh, Jason McLeod, who we spoke to a couple weeks ago uh, on this show, uh, moving upstairs to kind of a lateral position, really. Actually, it's a lateral move. Uh, it's a lateral move upstairs. How do you do that? I don't know, but but that's really kind of what it is. Because, up, I mean, upstairs from the minor leagues and from development. Is that linear? Is that would you call that linear lateral? I don't, I don't know. know. No, no I'm, you, I'm confused. No, it's, it, a, it's a lateral move. It's a sideways move. move yeah. I, I think the frankness of... Uh, of Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer talking about this is is really nice because they they are admitting that Jason, one of their best friends and a tremendously loyal and a guy that's done a, a very good job in many areas Cubs during his eight years of being the vice president of uh, of uh, player development and the um, and scouting. Uh, needs to uh, upgrade his resume to move on as a general manager, and this is the final piece for him. But they also admitted that uh, they need to to look at a more right now view of scouting and uh, player development, and that Epstein talked about how it's changing rapidly the way they go about scouting and developing people now. And they're going to be looking inside and outside the organization to replace. But more importantly, Matt, uh, there might not be one guy overseeing both departments anymore. They might just bring in heads of departments and uh, ultimately Jed and Theo will be running those departments. Yeah, the developmental landscape around baseball has changed quite a bit. There's a lot of different things happening with a lot of different technologies, that some of which the Cubs were a little slow, actually, to believe in and adopt in full. Now they have all that stuff, right. and they're doing it. But uh, there's different philosophies and theories going on, too, and I think they're going to bring in some people with some new ideas that they could use. Look, you can't sugarcoat the fact that the Cubs were uh, unable, as as much as they developed in brought on championship players for their 2016 run and now mm-hmm. through the draft. Um, they were unable to develop one quality pitcher. Not one. For, not in eight years. So Eight years w- w- of this administration, right. not one you know, Godley, impactful uh, when, home run. Godley home won 15 games for Arizona a couple of years ago. He went in the Montero trade, okay? Cease might end up being what people think he's going to be. They came from the system. But in reality, this is one of the reasons, and that is you have to develop pitching. Uh, Epstein and Hoyer have had to, had to try too hard to fill in the gaps during the seasons of this year and last because the minor league system has just not brought along enough players to fill those gaps. It is 29th out of 30, according to Baseball right, America, right. is the minor league but system. That's not to say that Jason didn't have great successes and – the fact that uh, guys like Jimenez and Cease and uh, certainly 
Glaber Torres, who's going to be maybe one of the top five players in baseball over the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. Those were great successes for uh, this organization and helped them win a championship. So um, we're not talking about an abject failure here. We're talking about a fact that um, a, a new voice and a new way they look at player development and uh, scouting will be probably the choice of this team. Uh, the bottom of the hour is brought to you by Northwestern Football. Join Coach Fitz and the Cats this fall at Ryan Field when the Big Ten West Division champions host Ohio State, Michigan State, Iowa, Purdue, and Minnesota in Big Ten play. Season and single-game tickets are on sale now at nusports.com. Let's go to the phone lines. This is Brian in Madison on the score. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Bruce, got a question for you. I know not so many people like to speculate about rosters for the next season, especially if there's a playoff. We, we love it here. We love it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Castellanos, um, if, if the Cubs are able to re-sign him, what, what do you think the outfield looks like? And um, what do you think uh, maybe um, someone might get dealt um, in order to uh, create a Castellanos outfield? Yeah, that's a great question because he certainly is someone that you'd want to have on the team. Uh, he's been the juice. He's been the energy. He's been everything you want. And in even more uh, uh, a uh, a good defensive player, if not great one, in right field, uh, he's done the job, proving be more than adequate. But just the uh, juice in his approach, Matt. You know his offensive approach. That's the thing, Bruce. He's you, different. He's a different yeah. kind of hitter than what they've had, and yeah, they, yeah, they need a, that it's diversification. A, it's a line drive gap to gap guy. Yes, sir. You, you think we've heard that from Joe Madden and uh, last year from. Um, Chili Davis this year from Anthony Iaposi about their approach. I mean, it's the right approach. It's the one they want. So, uh, you know, adding him would be great. Now, defining the moment of uh, being able to have an outfield with Jason Hayward every day in center field, Cassianos in left or right, Schwarber in left. I mean, again, uh, we're going to have to wait till 2022 before the National League has a DH. So from that perspective, um, I don't know if there's a – a fit uh, moving forward if you're not trading Hayward or Schwarber. Uh, well, that's the thing uh, because he's going to get a lot of money. This is a really well-timed push for Nicholas Castellanos oh, yeah. Yeah. here, and he's a Scott Boris There's guy. a place 8.1 miles away from Wrigley Field. It's called uh, Guaranteed Rate. They'd love to have Nicholas there is a, Castellanos. That, that's, a, that's a, you know, we had a caller talking about, how about a right fielder? You know, well, maybe Luis Roberts going to be there, but maybe he's going to be in center. Uh, so from that perspective, Castillo, Castellanos certainly fits on either side of town. Let me give you one other idea. He's had a very nice relationship already here with Joe Madden. Joe, his next job, where might that be? Philly. Nick Castellanos goes to Philly with Joe. Yeah, that's. I mean, look, Philadelphia is an obvious choice. They've underachieved two years in a row. Uh, Gabe Kepler has been the manager there. I don't think they'll stay with him if they don't get to the playoffs again this year. I don't year. think so. So uh, that's a natural fit. Uh, Joe will have his choices. That's that's another reason why Joe is not nervous about whether or not he's going to be the Cub manager or not because there will be other opportunities out there. Let's talk to your guy, Matt, in River North on Inside the Clubhouse on the score. Hello, Matt. Hey, fellas. Bruce, got a question for you. You know, the biggest concern for me about the Cubs and the biggest problem all year is the bullpen. Look how many games they've blown. If they, if they, you know, won half of those, they would there would be no issues. Yeah. Well, there's uh, 20, 25 think, blown saves. You're right. But, uh, you know, go ahead. Finish your thought. No, no. I mean, 
going forward for the rest of the season, and say Kimbrell comes back, who do you, is, do you believe Joe Madden is going to trust some of these younger guys, like the big lefty they brought in in, in high leverage situations, or is he keep going to keep going to the same guy? Are you talking about this year? Yeah, oh. I mean, I'm no, no, he's going to he's going to go with. Well, Joe Joe's an open book, and Matt, thanks for your call. By the way, Matt Spiegel is here right next to me. He said hello, fellas, this time. That was fine. Yeah. It's it's good. I know he, how he loves e- you. It's good. I, but I know how easily offended you are. <laughs> well, you, you, I know you, you know you, there's there's 50,000 people out there that like you at least better than I do. I know, I know they're all your Twitter followers. No, no, no. This is this is your you've been here a I, while, I, Bruce. My my job is to do they this show, you. inform baseball fans and also Pat you on the back and make you feel good. <laughs> I just, I just love it, Bruce. I got a question for you. It's dependable. You know, you have to understand, Matt. I've yeah. been doing a baseball show in Chicago for I'm forever, thirty years. I, I, you used to be a thing. listener until you thought I got to be obsolete. No, no, no. I never thought you're obsolete. Talking baseball, yeah, Kozinski yeah. camp. I mean, you know, talk, I, right? That was the theme. I enjoyed listening to me then as well. <laughs> <laughs> Back when you used to talk about George Jordan in his prime, George Jordan, yeah. But uh, you know. You know, getting back to, you know, some of these, you know, things that he's bringing up here, you know, the bullpen, Joe's going to go with the people that are getting people out. You know, uh, if they make a fundamental disastrous play off the mound like the left-hander did the other day, mm. uh, they might not be in a uh, in a uh, moment uh, where they can give it up again. But the, the thing about Joe in the bullpen this year is he has not been able to have the A and B bullpen guys. In other words, everybody has a bullpen guys. It's your closer. It's your two setup men. Yeah. It's your left-handed guy in the sixth or seventh inning. This year, it's been helter-skelter the entire season. Joe has not been able to have that two, the two groups, so therefore, he's going up and back and borrowing, hey, Mr. B reliever, come on over here. We need you to set up this game. Hey, Mr. B reliever, by the way, you're going to have to close today. Well, guess what? Some of those B relievers, if they keep producing in those situations, deserve to be A relievers. I, Rowan I, Wick I, right now I, is an A reliever. I, I, I agree. You know, where do, where do all the A relievers come from? Usually the B list. Right. So for Joe, what he likes to call is even or ahead guys. Obviously, he's going to close with Kimbrell. But Rowan Wick is he not your eighth inning guy? If he's not your second it, best righty Joe out of the pen, in the moment, yeah. He, you know? if, if we're living in the moment, then it's Rowan Wick. Yeah. Your top two lefties are Kyle Ryan and Brad Wick, not Derek Holland. Your, your guy Ciszek and um, Strope. Strope have been worn down and, to a nub, and, and and you should respect what your eyes tell you. Yeah, I mean, and don't rely on he, them in big moments. What well, you're not, he's trying to build Strope back up to yep. where he was, and. You know, he knows that that would be a big benefit for him in the last uh, week or 10 days of the season. You know, we'll see how that shakes out. But you're right. Um, you know, the, Joe will go with the the guys that are getting it done now. Yeah, and, you know, they've cycled through all these different bullpen pitchers, and they may have found a few that, that really work here down the stretch. More people Kimmel want to talk back. to you, man. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Fast Park and Relax, indoor airport parking serving Midway Airport. Traveling from Chicago's Midway Airport, airport, park with Fast Park and relax and enjoy indoor parking. Just two minutes away for only $11 per day. Fast Park's van will take you to your terminal on time every time. Visit them at thefastpark.com for Reservations online. No walking, no waiting, never alone. Matt, just remember what Joe Madden says before you bring on the next caller. Okay. Anxiety lives in the future. Uh, anxiety lives in the 
Let me try to wrap my brain around that one. I might need a break just to sort of wrap my head around it. Okay. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back and talk to you guys some more on Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score. Welcome back to Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score. 44 homers for Jorge Soler. 36 homers for Glaber Torres. Eloy Jimenez with 27 homers, but they got Jose Quintana for him. I think if they had to do it all over again, it's tough to make that move right after 2016 and the presence he was, especially in the Dodgers NLCS. But Addison Russell for Wade Davis would feel a lot better than Jorge Soler oh, for you're Wade recreating Davis. Oh, trades. Though. Yes, yes, yes. I, you know, I think. Yeah, the, I mean, I don't the, think you could do it right the, the then. The Cubs were dealing from depth as far as outfielders Soler. and mm-hmm. power. Okay. So Soler was expendable, and the prognosis of him staying healthy was not good. I mean, he just kept getting injured time after time after time. Same hamstring, quad injuries. And, you know, it, there was no DH in the National League to offer, you know, Soler. So the trade made a lot of sense to me. And they got, they got a really good year out of Davis. I mean, it was really an important year and a bridge year for them. And, you know, they got to well, where they wanted to go in the NLCS and get to the series. But, again, you know, revisionist history tells you that they felt they had plenty of depth and he wasn't going to be a healthy guy playing every day in the outfield in the National League. 670 the score. Lots of phone callers here. Let's talk to them, don't you think? Let's go to Scott in Wheaton on 670 the score. Hello, Scott. Hey, hey what's going on, guys? Nice to talk to you, Matt. <laughs> there you go. No, uh, no, I feel I, better. I'm not, I'm not, talk to Bruce feel, already, Scott. I feel better. Get it over with. <laughs> I'm just right, sitting right. this one out. I got two quick points for you. Uh, first, when if Nico does go back down, I want him to, uh, they got to bat him leadoff down in the minors. You know, remember Corey Patterson, they batted him third, fourth, and then they bring him up to the big leagues, and then they say, now you're a leadoff hitter. That failed. That's true. And, uh, next point, Bruce, remember your story about Frank Thomas. Uh, sorry, Matt. Bruce, <laughs> <laughs> a story with Ozzie Guillen. Would Ozzie Guillen and Joey Cora, he might already have a job, would they not be a perfect fit for two years up on the north side? A two-year run, it, he'd, he'd do it. I, I think it'd be awesome. All right, guys, think about it. I love your show. Talk to you later. Thank you, Scott. So he, he wants Ozzie at Wrigley with the pig-sized rats? I, they, would, uh, they wouldn't lack any energy with Ozzie around. Uh, probably not Ozzy, but type. I don't know. Feisty type? Uh, Ozzy certainly deserves a job somewhere. He uh, certainly does. Um, What's the fit for the next Cubs manager? If it's not Joe, what, what, what is the, what is the well, kind of person they want? What, what is the front office looking for? Are they looking for someone that already has their mentality, that already fits in with their metrics, ideas, that understands that uh, sometimes listening to a um, – suggestion about the uh, lineup is a good idea or do they already have that in Joe Madden? Yeah, no, I, I think they do have that in Joe. So I don't think it's about like, there are a lot of guys they could get partners. Yeah. Are we looking for the anti Joe Madden? I think, I think so. So what would that be? uh, Maybe not the anti, but I think what you're looking for is the kind of elusive, leadership and personality style that they've been trying to find in either assistant coaches or teammates 
over the past few years, I think they'd like to go ahead and get that in a manager. Sounds boring. Well, it does. Yeah. This is why DeRosa comes up. This is why David Ross comes up. Fun mm-hmm. and feisty, passionate, younger Like Joe guys. Madden. Oh, it has to be younger. Feisty. Okay. No, feisty. See, that's the thing Joe's about Ross. Joe's feisty? Not, 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 no. No? Like, it, you haven't seen him argue with umpires I'm and get thrown out? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about getting in the face of some players sometimes. Oh, jeez. That doesn't work in this era. Uh, well, sometimes, as a teammate, David Ross got in all kinds of I know, but face. there's a different dynamic, and I was talking about this yesterday. I'm glad you brought it up. There's a huge different dynamic of a guy that's catching John Lackey and getting in his face and a guy sitting on the bench, you know, cleaning his ear out. Uh, watching John Lackey. He's no longer his teammate. He's still the same guy, but he's a manager now. He's no longer one of the 25. Uh-huh. So there's there's a distinct difference between the two. But if it is, say, a guy like Ross, who knows these guys well, and they remember, some of them remember him from his playing there's days very eight directly. There's of them left that played with him. Okay, well, they matter, and some okay. of the others will respect what he's done and okay. no, remember him as a player, then it's not as hard to bridge that gap. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying David Ross won't be a good manager. What I'm saying is I think you have all the attributes you want in, a, in, a, in an outstanding manager in Joe Madden already. Now, whether they feel... Think that he is the guy for the future, mm-hmm. or that the message has been lost with this group, or do you keep the manager and start unloading the group? Yeah, the decisions reckoning. I mean, you know, again, every excuse has been made for this group over the last couple of years now as to why they haven't won another World Series. At some point, we get around to the fact that it's always about the players and whether they get it done or not. This is Brian in Highland Lake on 670 The Score. What do you say, Brian? Uh, thanks for taking the call. I uh, love the show. Um, I just was wondering, you know, going into this, now it's a nine-game homestand, home uh, with the Pirates and the Reds, I mean, Cubs, the bats were hot yesterday. I mean, they should be looking for a pounding, you know, or to pound them. And then you're going in playing the Cardinals, and they got a really tough schedule. Are you hoping to be in the wild card, or do you want to just go ahead and, since you're hot, take take the NL Central and see what happens in the postseason? Oh, I think you'd happily take the NL Central. You'd much rather win the division than you would a, be in a coin flip game, especially at Washington if that's where you end yeah. up. Just win your games, win your games, and uh, man, yeah, if you can t- if you can take a bunch of those games with the Cardinals and win your your division, you're of course better off. Yeah, I'm looking at you know, and we talked about it earlier. You know, the reality is you got a much better shot at winning the wild card, you know, and, and being there. Uh, you could be the number one wild card. That might be the best that it gets for you now with the trailing four games, uh, trailing the Cardinals four games. Well, that's why is if you're going to beat the crap out of the Pirates and the Reds, which you better over the next six days. There are five days. Um, I do think you'd like to have the Brewers beat the Cardinals once. Because or or it's fine. It, be so pick up a game yeah, or two I, on the Cardinals before you get there. If you can have them, if you can have them, if you can be within two or even three as you start your seven, that would be better. Right. I, I would rather see them just leading the wild card by four when they end up playing the Cardinals. That would be more ideal because with with ten games left, a four game lead in the wild card. You're golden. Did you expect the Cardinals' devil magic to show up again this year? No. I did not. No. Well, you know, they haven't been in the playoffs since 15. I know. 
And, 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 and it's, it doesn't, there's not a lot of stars on this team. I mean, Goldschmidt is a star, but he wasn't yeah. playing like one for a long time. Uh, Molina was hurt for a long yeah. time, and he's not what he used to be. It just they have they, they got some great young pitchers that are just oh, kicking ass. You watch yeah. Dakota Hudson, yeah. folks, and then Flaherty's and their, been their great. Their bullpen has has been great all year. Very few blown saves, probably yeah. the least in baseball. Oh, uh, who's it? Gallegos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that guy. No, it's uh, you know, pay attention. You know, they're they're a good team, and they got good young pitching. Should we squeeze in one more? Sure. Mark is in Lamont on the score. Hello, Mark. How are you? Matt, Bruce, how are you, boys? We're very good. Thank uh, you. You know, I hear a lot about, uh, you know, everything except the hitting guy, Iaposi. You know, this team scored 17 yesterday. I wouldn't be surprised if they scored two today. <laughs> um, We've seen it. You know, We've seen it all why, year. Why, why isn't anybody bringing up him? I think the Castellanos of the world, the Horners of the world who can show, go all fields all the time, they are definites for next year. But you still are going to need a few others to compensate for the Schwarber, all or nothings, and, uh, you know, other guys. Schwarber's been better using the whole field. I have a response as to why people are not blaming Iaposi, because we've gone down the hitting coach route. I get a a headache thinking about it. The thing is... These guys, some of these hitters, are simply not good enough to make the adjustments that they're being asked to do. So it took 10 hitting coaches to figure that out. At least it took three in three years. Yeah, and 10 since the uh, Cubs' new hierarchy combined been there. 10, you know, as far as the major hitting coach and the assistant. Really? Well, yeah. 10, yeah. So you're uh, trying to teach a nuanced message. Again, uh, you you hit on something very strong, you know. It's, It's about the players, isn't it? Bruce Levine, it's been fun. Yeah, Matt, we have people to thank. Uh, certainly Ryan Dempster for joining us early in the show. Danny Hulson of the Cubs, great story joining us. People can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. Also, right on the website, 670thescore.com. Every day on the White Sox and Cubs. Uh, sorry we didn't get to that free agent list, but we serve you, the public, first. We will have a chance to do that in the next couple of weeks, Thanks. that's for sure. And Zet. Zach Withers for always a great job. Well done. Uh, it was fun, Bruce, especially the surliness. Uh, Steve Rosenblum is next. Speaking of surly, my, my the pleasure of my day just increases. The rest right here on six seventy. The score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.